0: Welcome back to the Eye on Healthcare podcast, your weekly dose of all things Topcon Screen, and eh, maybe not all things Topcon Screen, all things. Health economics? John, help me here. I'm, 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 I'm sinking.
1: I think it's a combination of health economics, population health, health, uh, top con screen. Uh, we're comfortable taking on a
0: broad range of topics. Well put. We'll put that in the summary of the show. <laughs> Excellent. Well, welcome back, John. Um, great to have you. Great to be hosting again. Tell me. Why we're doing this episode. Yeah, I, I, it, it's
1: interesting. We, we were, uh, we participated in a webinar as a company and, and one of our customers, uh, was actually the participant. So, um, and it was very interesting to me. We talked about the triple AMA healthcare and the quadruple AMA healthcare and population health and social determinants of health. But w- there were a couple key points, uh, during that webinar that really struck me. And one of them was, uh, when, when the doctor said, this exam meets all four of the quadruple aims of healthcare. And I said, huh, maybe that's something we could talk about on a pop-
0: podcast. You're always thinking, John, I love it. I love it. Okay. So for those who don't know what is, the quadruple aim. Well, to, to probably need to
1: go back and, and look at how it began and, and really in 2007, the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, uh, launched a, an initiative called the Triple A. And it was really focused on three key areas. One is improving the patient experience with healthcare. Two, improving population health and, uh, and, and, you know, chronic disease in the community as a whole. And then lastly, reducing the per capita costs associated with healthcare. Uh, all things that really fall in line with value-based care and value-based initiatives. But as they got going, one thing they noticed was it, very quickly that there was a major shortcoming to that, and that was physician burnout um and there are a lot of reasons for physician burnout uh that we're probably not going to get into here but what they noticed was that physician burnout was having the exact opposite effect uh of what they originally attended for the 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 triple aim of healthcare so in 2014 honest uh, they uh added the provider well-being as the fourth aim Still for- honest. So we still now we have a quadruple A. And was that and, and,
0: and was something
1: that
0: went wrong? All right. And so was that the, the addition in 14 of the physician burnout? Was that feedback from the doctors that said that, you know, this is something that it, we should keep into consideration or how'd that work?
1: Yes, it was a combination of, of, uh, you know, discussions with physicians, uh, physician surveys looking at, uh, at well-being and practice management. And really they were, you know, it, at the time it was, I believe the study said it was roughly 40% of physicians were considering leaving practice at the time. Wow. Okay. That's, that's
0: huge. Okay. Good idea to, to lump that in then for sure. So, you know, after hearing that discussion,
1: it became more of a matter of, okay, so top con screen, what do we do? We, we, we take a very important test, diabetic retinopathy exam, and we, uh, want to have that done at point of care. Uh, for a variety of reasons, so let, let's look at the first aim of the quadruple aim. Well, the four aims are patient experience, population health, cost reduction, provider well-being. So when we look at the the first aim, it's really about valuing the patient, making the patient the center of everything that we're, that healthcare is doing and delivering high-quality, high-value care to these patients. A lot of different things come into play, improved access, reduced wait times. So one of the ways Topcon screen impacts that, Corey, is by bringing the diabetic eye exam into the point-of-care test in the primary care physician's office, we're reducing a lot of things for the patient, multiple visits. They're not having to go across town, uh, or in some instances, forty minutes away to go see a specialist. So they have less travel time, they have less time off, they need less child care um, to go to doctor's appointments. They have fewer copays. Um, the other key here is this is bringing a high quality exam to the patient where the patient is. And you know, in some areas, they may not have uh, the ability to get to a special a specialist. For a variety of reasons. Uh, so this also impacts health equity. So this really, this exam, I, I get how the doctor was referencing how this exam does impact on the patient experience because just by, um, eliminating some things and concerns for them, it's going to elevate, uh, their happiness in, in, in love for the, their primary care physician, if you will.
0: Can I just add on a personal level, um, I had never been a part of or at least were cognizant of patient um, surveys before with doctor's offices. And about four or five years ago, my office did one. And and I, I, you know, I I zipped through it. I didn't really pay too, too much attention to it. But I I come to find out they had ended up moving um, about a year later into a new facility, new building. And one of the changes that occurred that actually came off of the the survey that they sent out to everyone that I (laughs) didn't really help in, I guess, was the lab piece. So in our old office, the lab was about a quarter to a half mile away. And, you know, everybody needs blood work here or there. And when they moved into the new office, they built the lab right in so you could get your blood drawn right there. And I just remember going, oh, this is great. I, I don't have to go somewhere else. And I'm, you know, not the guy that wouldn't go somewhere else, but it became uh, almost a little bit of a talking point for me because it improved the satisfaction for me as a patient to say I could stay here. So when you talk about being able to provide that eye exam at point of care, that's what I think about. And I kind of smile because I'm like, oh, yeah, they, they, they were thinking about me and they made it a one stop shop for everything that I had to do. So just want to throw that in there.
1: Yeah, and piggybacking on that, you know, many managed care plans, uh, the federal government in particular, HEDIS in, in general, uh, HEDIS in particular, the federal government in, in general, uh, are requiring patient satisfaction surveys. So, you know, anything that, uh, a practice can do to make, uh, life easier on the patient is going to bode well for them when it comes to these CAP surveys. Excellent. So, you know, the second aim comes around population health. And in all the practices out there, you would really have to be living under a rock uh, not to understand that there really is a transition moving from volume-based care and fee-for-service to value-based care. Um, and, you know, making sure that there's an equity of access for all patients, that you don't have to be rich, uh, or have the top-of-the-line insurance to get standards of care uh, and also populate, you know, the goal is to reduce the, the disease burden. And, you know, this screening exam falls in, into this perfectly because, number one, we at TopCon Screen, we focus with our clients on care gap closure. It's It's one thing to say, yes, we have a large patient population. Uh, of diabetics and we need to get this, this care, this exam done. But if we're only focusing on 10% or 20% of those patients, we're really not closing that care gap. And, and that's where we really focus on. If a pa- practice tells us they have a thousand diabetics and they want to hit 80%, we know that over the course of a year, they have to do the exam on 800 patients. So we help them to maintain their focus on closing that gear, care gap and, and getting to where they want to be. But more importantly, this also flows right into, um, you know, decreasing utilization and better chronic care management because the earlier we can catch this, we've talked on previous episodes that it can cost anywhere from 600 to $20,000 annually to treat moderate, um, diabetic retinopathy and and it could be in excess of millions if a patient goes blind. So if we can catch these uh, patients before there's a severity of of disease, we're really having an impact on how, how the healthcare system is facing that diabetic eye disease burden and helping to control the costs associated with it. And then again, lastly, it's, you know, again, we're They're empowering that practice to have the ability to deliver the right care to the patient at the right time. Patients see, diabetics in particular, they will go see their primary care physician a minimum of four times a year.
0: They may not ever go see a specialist. Hi, subscriber. We like to keep these episodes short, so we're splitting this topic into two shows. Look for part two in your feed this time next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Eye on Healthcare podcast. For more information, visit topconscreen.com.